you know, at our core right now, we're very focused on on helping uh, the provider better communicate with patients about costs, whether at the time of care or after care has been been received. Uh, but from a patient, from a consumer perspective, right now we focused on giving consumers more options to pay. Welcome to Startup Health Now, the podcast where we celebrate the entrepreneurs and innovators building the future of health. I'm your host, Logan Plaster. My guest on today's episode is Blake Walker, CEO and co-founder of Inbox Health, a company based in Connecticut that joined Startup Health in 2014. Inbox is helping to upgrade medical billing by delivering a personalized billing experience to healthcare practices. Their thesis is that one of the big reasons medical billing has been inefficient or broken in the past is that there's been a breakdown in communication between the patient and the doctor. That confusing bill that gets mailed to the patient and which is probably more than they expected to pay creates an instant rift between the two sides. So Inbox built a billing tool that puts clear communication at the center. Of course, there's a lot more happening under the hood than that, which we'll get into, but one thing is certain. The market seems like it was primed and ready for this concept. Inbox has grown by 500% in the last year, and they're signing 100 new practices per month. Oh yeah, and they just closed a $15 million Series A. We'll cover all of that and more in the interview, so stick around. And if you want more good news about healthcare's problem solvers, make sure you subscribe to this show wherever you get your podcasts. Now on to the show. Blake Walker, CEO and co-founder of Inbox Health. Thanks for joining me for this interview. Thanks for having me, Logan. So my understanding at a high level is that you're making medical billing easier, more streamlined for doctors, for patients. Uh, and maybe I've mentioned this to you before, but I kind of have a soft spot for what I consider under the hood innovations uh, that might not seem splashy to everybody or at a consumer level, but are actually creating the infrastructure necessary for uh better access, lower costs, all the stuff that we need in healthcare, uh, doing all that tough back-end work. Is that a fair characterization of Inbox Health? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think yeah, at, at our heart, Inbox Health, we, we want to create great consumer experiences around, around the, the patient payment experience in healthcare, which is something that so many of us have been frustrated with. We want to give patients the confidence to be able to pay their medical bills. But I think to be able to do that, what we found early on is we really have to kind of get down to the weeds and get get back to like how the, the billing entities in the healthcare space actually begin that initi- begin that process of communicating with patients about their bills, uh, you know how how they they manage the process of resolving issues with patients about bills, and then and then from there we can really innovate around the the actual consumer experience with payment itself. But you know you have to kind of get back into the weeds. To be able to get to that, you have to get down down dirty into the the pipes of healthcare. Remind us, remind our viewer, kind of why medical payments uh, was busted when you decided to create Inbox Health. The sort of that big pain point that you were addressing. Yeah, I think there's there's two sides to the patient payment problem in in the U.S. You've you've got one side of it, provider side, where over the last couple of decades, the um, the process of, of reimbursement in healthcare has changed materially around how much health insurance companies reimburse versus how much patients uh, are, are asked to pay for their care directly out of pocket. While at the same time, the providers are, are unable to effectively or efficiently 
um, understand the or understand the patient's out-of-pocket costs for care uh, prior to delivering service. So that so the, both the provider and the patient gets in this zone where no one really knows what the cost is going to be till later. Um, <clears throat> and then that puts them in a position where the provider is forced to communicate with the patient after they've, they've left and you have a lot of surprises around what the patient owes for everyone. From the patient's perspective, at the same time, you have this growing out-of-pocket cost um, that's coming up. And consumers are obviously already strapped for cash. And so as they have this out-of-pocket cost that's coming up, there becomes an affordability crisis at the same time as you have the, you know, the communication transparency crisis. So there's really two of the problem that have developed pretty rapidly over the last two decades in the healthcare system that, that really created this, this drastic need for a rethinking of how we communicate with patients about the cost for their care, how we transact with them, what options we give them to pay. So there's streamlining how we pay and obviously bringing it into the 21st century in terms of digital payments. But now you're also talking about affordability, what we pay. So how does Inbox Health actually play in that arena? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot that we've done so far there, and there's a lot that we want to do with regards to affordability. I think, uh, you know, at our core right now, we're very focused on on helping uh, the provider better communicate with patients about cost, whether at the time of care or after care has been been received. Uh, but from a patient, from a consumer perspective, right now, we focused on giving consumers more options to pay. Uh, trying to understand which consumers are going to struggle to pay and giving the consumers that are going to struggle to pay more optionality around pay over time, et cetera. Um, but we certainly, there's a lot of need in that particular space and it's a growing problem in the healthcare space and one that we want to continue to address in, in new ways as we evolve as a business. I love that you're tackling this issue of price transparency for the provider because there's so many times um, I've talked to doctors who wish they just knew what it was going to cost so that they could guide their patient accordingly. Um, Walk me through how that actually works. I mean, are, at what point in the diagnosis or the treatment do they begin to understand the cost structures that they're dealing with and how to communicate that to the patient? Yeah, I mean, I think it's such a challenging area right now for everyone. I mean, I think you have care providers who are in this position where they feel like the, the treatment that they're providing could put the, well, well, maybe that's the right treatment for the patient. It puts them in a precarious financial position. And it's really hard for the provider to understand that. Um, and I think from the position of Inbox Health, you know, we're, we're focused on the small providers, the independent healthcare providers. They have limited staffing, um, smaller teams. They really don't have the staffing of a large health system where they could sort of set aside and scope out a team to be able to, you know, estimate cost of care prior to service. Um, but we're in a really interesting position to help the consumer directly understand their expected going to apply to their visit before they start that visit. And that's something that we're focused on, on delivering to a large number of consumers this year through our natural service. Um, on the back end, after the patients receive care, that's where we spend, have spent most of our time so far, focusing on help the, helping the consumer understand not just the cost of their care, but how their coverage applied to that cost so that they can better understand exactly and really trust that, that their coverage is applied correctly and accurately and, and better understand that dynamic. But I think you have two sides to that issue where we focused mostly on the backside right now. We're getting to a place where we wanna help those smaller providers provide more clarity, more transparency to the, the, the majority of consumers coming into their office so that they understand their expected costs without having to have staff or, or workflows uh, happening in office or bogging down the provider's clinical workflows 
on trying to deliver that transparency to the consumer in the small office setting. Do you, and do you see that actually being able to drive down costs going forward? Yeah, I mean, that's a that's a, an interesting question. I think one of the perspectives we have on, on the global healthcare costs is that a lot of our rising costs is driven by the monopolization of cares under large aggregated healthcare entities in each region. So, you know, essentially you have regional health systems that have dominated care delivery um, in, in most of the country. Uh, and that you know, that's really evolved over the same period of the last 20 years or so with acquisition after acquisition of local hospitals and those hospitals then acquiring local practices. Inbox Health as an entity has been from day one focused on how we, how we better position small independent practitioners, how we, how we position a, a clinician to go into practice on their own and be able to manage owning and operating that small practice in a way that's more sustainable and what is otherwise a pretty complex administrative ecosystem. Obviously one of the main complexities in this ecosystem is how you communicate cost to patients, how you transact with patients, how you follow up with them when they don't pay. All of that process is something that we think is, is, is an area where these small independent practices need help and we can position them better to stay and remain independent. And, and ideally that's the dynamic that you'd wanna create is more of a robust uh, healthcare ecosystem of providers who are independent and you don't have monopolization of care in each region. So you don't end up with this dynamic where it can, can drastically be driven up by a, a single healthcare delivery entity in, in each region. What I'm hearing is that you really come alongside these uh, mid-size groups as a financial partner, not just a single product. Is it a sort of verticalized full stack sort of situation where you can really say, let, let us help you understand your revenue cycle management uh, better at a bigger level, or is it more uh, plugging a single hole? Yeah, well, I think if you think about Inbox Health, if we step back for a minute and think about Inbox Health as a platform that partners with medical billing companies um, and helps those medical billing companies who provide all the back office functionality, all the administrative functionality for these small practices, they provide this sort of one-stop, you know, turnkey solution for that, that small clinician to go into practice with that billing company as a partner, we provide the software platform for that billing company to help them improve how they're able to facilitate patient communication, patient transactions on behalf of those small providers. So we really believe in these billing companies as the conduit to make it easier for a clinician to go into practice alone, to stay independent uh, and to grow their business successfully as an independent clinician while focusing on clinical care as opposed to getting bogged down with administrative functionality. And, and that's really how Inbox Health sort of fits into, the, into that model. One, things, one thing I like to do in these interviews is give uh, entrepreneurs a chance to sort of teach our audience something that they are really in the weeds on that the viewer might not be. And for you, I wonder if it's um, like common mistakes made by these independent practices when it comes to billing. And I, I know personally multiple small clinics that got into the business for altruistic healthcare reasons and really struggled on the billing side. They just uh, didn't have a billing partner and they just made mistake after mistake. And I wonder if you could highlight one, maybe two of those pitfalls that these groups sometimes make from a from a billing billing standpoint. Yeah, no, I think I think patient billing in particular is a really interesting aspect of how to run your your clinic. And I think I think 
a lot of clinicians are sort of afraid to collect from patients. And I think there is this, this balance that needs to happen between, you know, how do I optimize the business side of my practice and how do I optimize the clinical side of my practice? And I think where, where we as a, as a company have sort of focused is, is how, do we, how do we use data and algorithms to design a process that balances those two needs? Um, that really have have you know very different drivers. You know, like how do you how do you ensure that the patient has a good has a good experience as a as a customer of your business, and how does that that experience of communicating costs with them impact their clinical care, with the need of the practice to you know not you know not spend a lot on collections uh, and not waste money and and also you know collect successfully to the degree that it's possible. Um, so I think that's that's where it's it's very, very difficult to do with the right tools. And so we focused on delivering a, a technology platform that helps these, these clinicians really balance all those factors in a way that, that gives them a way to communicate with patients that respects the patient's clinical condition, respects their financial position, uh, but also gives the clinic a good place to sort of make sure that they're also optimizing costs within those constraints of, of what you need to, to service the patient in a, in, a, in a good, ethical, strong way. How did COVID-19 and the last year of rapid adoption of telemedicine, remote health monitoring, how did that change your market at all and the way people think about uh, billing and collections? Oh, I think it's, yeah, it's changed it drastically. I think, um, you know, at the beginning, it was hard to foresee you know, how long this would extend and, and what changes it, it would entail. Um, but certainly I think it, it, it definitely changed the way that, that um, our practices think about interacting with patients and think about patients' financial needs. I think it was a real shock to the system. Um, you know, I think um, it, it, it certainly like as, as particularly for the smaller clinics, it forced the quick transition to telemedicine. It, it, forced a quick change to remote work for a lot of the administrative staff. And both of those were really difficult to navigate for them. I think it, you know, we were in a good position to help them navigate those changes. Um, and then from there to help them further balance the, the financial needs of patients and really get into a situation where for more financial flexibility to more patients uh, without putting a financial burden on their practice, which was already there, of course. Um, you know, we saw, we've, we've done some, some reports on Inbox Health Labs, which, which you can find on, on our website on inboxhealth.com around, uh, you know, how patient payments were impacted by COVID-19. And we found really severe impacts, um, you know, for, for a large majority of, of 2020 across the board for, for the independent practices that we work with. Um, and a really kind of slow, gradual recovery starting, starting in Q3 and, and really continuing through today. Um, and I think, you know, as, as these businesses continue to adapt, I think we've seen really good, really good changes in terms of how they've used technology, um, how they've managed the patient experience through, through the pandemic. I think um, all of these businesses that survive will come out much stronger on the other side. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. So what can we expect from Inbox Health in 2021? What are you really excited for looking forward? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're obviously, you know, we're just you know, finishing the process of, of our Series A. Um, we're very excited about, you know, what that's going to let us do to grow our team and to innovate in the, in the next year. Um, one of the big things that I'm focused on that I hinted at earlier um, is going to be on, um, on helping patients understand their costs prior to service. Um, you know, that's something that we spend a lot of time on early in our history and we want to spend more time on now. 
um, but really kind of give patients the end-to-end -end financial experience that has transparency, um, that's a seamless digital experience, um, convenient, um, and then deliver on the affordability promise too. I think, you know, those are the pieces that, that we've been putting together for the last few years. Uh, and I think now we're in this position, um, we have over a thousand practices on our platform today, um, adding about a hundred practices a month. We're in this position to really innovate across this, this large patient population. I'm really excited to continue to do that. That's awesome. Just to reiterate, I mean, you just mentioned very quickly there, a thousand practices on the platform, a hundred a month. That is, that's impressive uh, speed. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, we're growing rapidly. I think, uh, you know, there's, there's a big need out there. You know, I think there's, there's this huge pain point around how, you know, how billing entities in particular on behalf of these small practices manage the patient engagement from a billing perspective. Uh, really, really challenging problems uh, and really, really interesting time to be innovating on it and, and helping these, these building companies help small practices to thrive in this ecosystem. Awesome. Well, that's the time we have. This is an exciting time to watch Inbox Health uh, grow. It seems like the market is really primed and ready for this uh, billing and financial uh, transparency and uh, just, just the digital full stack of services. So uh, excited for what you've built and where you're going this year, Blake. Thanks for listening to Startup Health Now. Startup Health invests in health transformers from around the world who are committed to achieving audacious health moonshots. If you want to learn how you can join this community of entrepreneurs, or if you want to connect with one of our 350 companies, go to startuphealth.com. If you'd like to learn how you can invest in our Health Moonshot Rolling Fund in collaboration with AngelList, go to healthmoonshots.com. Thanks for listening to Startup Health Now. We'll be back next week.